This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Few single events have altered the course of American history like the October 4th, 1957 launch of Sputnik 1. Earth's first artificial satellite was a triumph of Soviet engineering and stateside it incited a characteristically American combination of xenophobic paranoia and dick-measuring competitiveness that led to the decade-plus-long space race. Among the reactions of Sputnik and the looming threat of Soviet space dominance was giving NASA control of a cutting-edge rocketry research facility in Pasadena, California, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, or JPL. During the 50s and 60s, JPL with the aid of German rocket scientists imported under the morally tenuous Operation Paperclip, developed the crucial Jupiter rockets and matched the Soviet Sputnik achievement with the launch of the American Explorer 1 satellite in 1958. As the space race heated up like the thermal reentry panels on a shuttle, JPL also led the unmanned Ranger and Surveyor missions to Earth's moon, a critical proof of concept which led to the legendary manned Apollo missions. JPL continues to operate to this day in partnership with neighboring Caltech University and has created numerous other advancements in spaceflight and exploration, most notably the Mars rover missions. And JPL is one of the key reasons Pasadena is on the map, along with the city's Rose Bowl and Rose Parade, and the Jan and Dean song, often misattributed to the Beach Boys, about the town a little old lady is from. And the sunny SoCal City's latest claim to fame is a gourmet hot dog and sausage chain co-founded by a trio of restaurant industry veterans in 2010. Slinging sausage in a beer garden concept borrowed from the Germans in a metaphorical Operation Paperclip, the chain became a beloved local haunt, and in 2016, the budding business set its sights on national expansion by joining the swelling ranks of eateries in the stable of American franchise partners, which has grown restaurants like Popeye's, Tim Hortons, and Wingstop. Today, with over 130 franchises open or planned to open, some with full beer garden concepts, others with more modest dining rooms, and plans for as many as 500 locations nationwide, this high-end wiener purveyor is propelling itself into the stratosphere, much like a Jupiter rocket designed by its Pasadena neighbors at JBL. This week on Doughboys, Doghouse. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Banjo Pazuki, the spoon man, Mike Mitchell. Mm. Banjo Pazuki. That was from Scrumptious Papa, and he included the registered trademark on Pazuki in his submission. Roastspoonman at gmail.com if you have an wow, insult. Wow, what a, what a nice little show. touch, Weiger. Well, that's such a fun little uh, addition there that he had. He, he had the trademark thing there on, on, on the, my insult. He added the trademark me- to my insult. It makes me suspect he went to the BJ's menu to verify spelling and then just copy-pasted it mm. into the body of his email. That would account for the registered trademark. He sounds like a dumbass. <laughs> did you like the Banjo-Kazooies? I did, yeah. I've told you this before that I yes thought Grunty was really attractive. 
at the well, like when when she 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 wins the game and she and she yes. like drinks some formula and she like and she basically turns into hot grunty. She kind of does the the switch like from you know the wicked witch in Oz terms to the good witch. Yeah, she kind of like has that sort of makeover. Yeah, and I as a little as a kid, I liked. I mean, I liked when it was game over. Right. I was I was I was then diving you a little treat. I was diving banjo head first into a cliffside trying to kill myself. Wait, is that the game over screen? Like when you fail in the game, then Gruntilda turns into uh, like a more attractive version of herself? That can't be what happens, right? It's, it's more the ending. That, no, that is it. Wow. And dude, there's a code that if you put in the code, you see her butt. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but the two bullshit video game things I heard when I was a kid... One was that there was a I forget which 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 character is, but one of the female fighters in Killer Instinct. There was a special move you could do for her to take off all her clothes. <laughs> and then the other one was that um, if you remember Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts, when Arthur gets hit and his armor flies off and he's just in his tidy whities, my friend said that if you hit him, if like he got injured in uh, like if you hit him with a uh, either a dagger or like an a, like an enemy hit him in the right way, that his underwear would fly off. And you could see him naked. Who? That's like th- that kid. <laughs> like, what, what? What was the point of all that? That what is the point of that lie that you could maybe see Arthur naked running around in eight bit or sixteen bit? I was intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were. <laughs> um, I want to see Arthur's hog. <laughs> yeah, I know you're you're a fan of the hog, Nick. Um, I uh, Nick. Speaking of. The, the drop today, it fits the theme. I'm just going to go wow. into it. Howdy ho! Uh, to Spoon Nation. <laughs> and also, our guest, I'm embarrassed that our guest saw that. Um, <laughs> G, G, uh, and you know what? Hello to the Monster Squad, Nick. It's been a while. Hello, Monster Squad. Wow. And here we go. Here is a little drop. You gotta, we're, we're trying to play them live now, so everyone's got to uh, bear with us. It will not be worth it in the end. <laughs> All right, here we go. Everything we see Samus in is so, like, kind of got that serious tone. It would be nice to see something lascivious. I like it. I want to see Donkey Kong and Mega Man <laughs> together. Give it to us quick. Give me a fucking break. I'd like to see Samus get into some mischief. Let's see a, a two-hander with uh, Samus and Jigglypuff. I'm sure there's a lot of deviant art which draws that exact thing. You just want someone else to take care of it. And this is what your, your childhood was all about. There you go, Nick. Is that the Wii menu music? Boy, that's a nice bit of nostalgia. That is the Wii menu. Here we go. Here's uh, That drop was from Will. He says, hey, Doughboys, long-time listener, first-time dropper. With all the Animal Crossing talk recently, I got inspired to make my first drop with a Nintendo theme. Love the podcast. Shout out to the guest. ADR guest name here. We're not ADRing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're not putting any work into post-production. We record this thing, it goes out as is. It was a pain in the ass for Emma. (laughs) Um, Uh, And what's the email for for Drops, Mitch? Spoonmandrops at gmail.com. I mean, no... all right, send them over, I guess. Keep that new blood coming in. Sure. I mean, so many of them I list through uh, were like just edited to make it sound like you and I are 
are having sex, basically. Yeah. So that's what people miss. That is what most of the drops are. I think 40% of our listenership is people looking for that, like, they just have that, uh, they have us shipped, and they're hoping for that to eventually happen. Wags, we got to introduce our guest, but I had a little, I had a bowl today, you know, like a, wow. like a, like a, a bowl, and, uh, crunched my tooth i i, I there was something in oh, there no. i don't know what it was i think it might have been an olive pit but like you know that moment when you bite something and then you're like did it is my tooth gonna like is it broken in my mouth that was like my fear that uh that i that i had broken my tooth completely that's uh, a healthy not, chomp I, I was just i was just kind of like mowing through it trying to right. like uh because it was not that long ago hurriedly I, I, wolfing have, down your trough of food and you just mm-hmm. sort of chomped a little too aggressively did it was it was it like a nut or a seed you came down on hard? What was it exactly? I spit it into a napkin. And I was like, I don't want to know. I'm just gonna throw it mm. away. Threw it away. Wow. Uh, it, sometimes it's better not to know. You know what I mean? It's it's sometimes it's a it's it's better not to see what it was. Can I tell you one last gross tooth story? Yeah. This, sure. No one's no one's gonna no one's gonna like this. I was flossing the other day. Uh huh. And this just shows the I look like a a wreck right now. But I flossed and I accidentally flossed a piece of my beard hair into a tooth jesus christ <laughs> that's revolting emma looks repulsed that's pretty gross <laughs> it's the most disgusted face i've ever seen her make our guest is shaking her head no that's just something i didn't even know was an issue for anyone ever <laughs> I, I don't know i don't I, I maybe i'm the first i don't know i could be uh maybe i'm the neil armstrong <laughs> How many uh, unsuccessful dates have you concluded with? Wait, hold on. Let me tell you one last gross tooth story. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, our guest today is a writer for Girls on the Bus on Netflix and a host of the podcast Nerdificent. Danny Fernandez is here. Hi, Danny. Hey. I have a funny, not tooth story, but mustache story. And that wow. I was like Ooh. going at it with this guy. And we were, you know, sometimes when you bite their lip or whatever and so i bit part of his mustache off oh my god <laughs> it's aggressive you know you have to you have to up your moves sometimes and that one was just a bit too much sometimes you just gotta go um, for it that like a That's like great. a chunk of his hair got ripped out it was on accident we were right. both uh, we were both into it he was also using teeth in certain areas and so um <laughs> You know, like on my neck and like, like anyways. And so I was like, I bit his lip, but it kind of like caught his, his top part was a little too long. And so I like, when I pulled away, it kind of pulled some of his hair with me. I'm sure he didn't matter. He was in the, the, he was in paradise, you know. The throes of passion. Yes. Yeah. We forgive a lot in those moments. Biting is is just, it's a funny, it's a funny like, uh, what am I? I'm trying to think of the right word, and all I can think of is love making, which is the grossest thing I think I've ever said. <laughs> grosser than my grosser than my tooth story, but uh, biting is like such a weird part of of uh, of you know of of kissing or whatever being sensual. Someone it depends on the context, but I think a lot of times we're not talking about like a, aggressively biting into like a gala apple. <laughs> no, <laughs> more of like more of like a you know like a nibble. But the yeah. thing is, is that like yeah, oh I mean my people. God do that people like bite into your booty or whatever like it's there it's juicy and plump and it just looks ready to be bitten not mine so (laughs) (laughs) mike's for sure (laughs) mike's for sure no yeah mitch mitch has that wagon i got i got i got a 
it's like a rotten crab apple down there. No one wants to bite into that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody has seen it for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it should be. I'm very Puritan on that. Cover yes. Steak, everyone, you know what? Rule for everybody. Everyone should be covered head to toe. <laughs> We're generally pro abstinence on the Doughboys podcast. Mm. Um, Denny, I wanted to ask you. Uh, uh, speaking of of biting into things, um, I, I know you, uh, you you grew up in uh, in SoCal and Texas. You've spent time in in both states, uh, two most populous states in the nation. I, wow. I both have uh, have amazing food scenes, and I'm curious. I know we talked about this a little bit before the pod, but if you could just elaborate a little bit on your connection to uh, uh, the food of, of of the Golden State and the Lone Star State. Yeah, I mean, they both, it's really fascinating because, like I was explaining to y'all, being Chicana, like the, my family, I have a lot of family in San Diego, that's where my parents met and got right. married, but I also have a lot of family in San Antonio, and Tex-Mex is seen as a bastardization of our mm-hmm. culture and food, and yet a lot of us are the ones, like, running those restaurants, making that food, and, like, it's hard not to, I mean, it's, like, the perfect food to have when you're high or after an event, you know when you go to those events and it's like they give you like tiny little meals and you're like I can't wait to leave this person's wedding and just like dive my face into queso like that's how (laughs) Tex-Mex is and it's just like the sloppiest wettest thing that you could eat oh yeah and yet that's what we're all eating in college and so um they're both I feel battling not to mention that they're very near the border which is actually bad like there's so there's so many arguments about what counts as like real Mexican food and uh sometimes it's just like what tastes I feel really bad saying that somebody's gonna write me <laughs> about my enjoyment <laughs> of Tex-Mex um but I can tell you going to college out there that it was definitely a staple at 3 a.m for sure Wow. We 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 don't we don't we don't judge. I was just gonna say. I mean, the, the podcast is about fast food, which we genuinely yes. like. I just think it's like it can be different and still, you know what I mean. There's a difference mm-hmm. between the two, and they can both be appreciated. There's room for both. You know what I mean. Well, a yeah. topic that comes up often on the show is American Chinese food and then Chinese food, you know, exactly. and those those are like separ- separate categories, I feel like, in the same way that Tex-Mex and, and Mexican probably is. Uh, but I, I haven't had a lot of authentic Tex-Mex because I spent very little time in Texas. In fact, the only time I've ever been there outside of airport layovers was, Mitch, <laughs> when we were doing that, that we were doing our Doughboys tour, we hit up Austin, Houston and Dallas and then spent basically a night in each city. Yes. And I don't feel like I got I, I mean, like we had Torchy's tacos, which I which I liked a lot. And I'm not sure what if, if you have an opinion on if you have a take on on Torchy's, Danny. But I, I don't feel like I've had a lot of the authentic Tex-Mex, at least not in Texas. I mean, there's so much there. I guess it depends on where you are, because like I said, I went to school in Austin. So Austin and San Antonio, I would say, have a lot. And then when you're up in Dallas, it's places like Chewy's, like very much mm. um, chain uh, Tex-Mex places, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of like y'all were like, if it tastes good and yes. I say y'all, I do say y'all from going, from going mm. to school, it's much easier and it's gender neutral. So, um, shout out to saying y'all, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just in the mindset of like, if it's good, <laughs> if it's good, I'll probably eat it. If it's filled with meat, I'll probably eat it. Um, but there is a lot of arguments. And I guess what I would have to say is if you're looking for really 
I don't want to say authentic Mexican food because nothing's more authentic than actually getting it in Mexico, but San Diego would be more authentic. I feel a lot of the dishes there than in Texas, um, at least Tex-Mex. Yeah, I have family in San Diego as well. I've had some some stellar Mexican food down there. Mitch, I know you're. Yeah. This is this is not a dish that I think would be considered authentic. Uh, or although oh, yeah. maybe, although maybe my my knowledge is is, is wrong here, but like uh, what are you talking the, about? The California Juanita's burrito. California I'm talking about burrito? the California burrito <laughs> in San Diego, which has fries mm. inside of it, and which yeah. is also a delight. It's great. It's the best in the world. A lot of those cuisines are native to San Diego. Like they're known for San Diego was the place that they were created. And so the New York times, I forgot just came out with that. Did you see that? It was, I can't even remember what it was, but it was, um, talking about this dish that originated in San Diego and everyone was just like, what the, (laughs) what the heck? I don't know if y'all cuss on here. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, actually heck is the only thing that's forbidden. Everything else is okay. (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of food wars and I actively feel like the New York times food blog is always trolling people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's just made to make people mad. Besides that, the paper is perfect though. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Sorry if it's sponsored by y'all. Brett Stevens, Barry Weiss, the smartest (laughs) minds in editorial journalism are under the roof of the New York times. I might come. I might become a y'all guy. I like y'all. Y'all is great. You don't have to have a drawl to say y'all. Anyone can say y'all. You don't need a drawl to say y'all. I like that, Weiger. Maybe I'm a. Maybe I'm like a. Maybe the spoon man's gonna be kind of a, a cowboy guy from here on out. Except for the fact that I can't ride a horse because I'm too heavy. Yeah, I'm. I've never been on a horse. Although yeah. I love riding horses in video games. Wow. Like with, like the the Last the, of the Us horse, Two you're playing. Last of Us Two, some great horse riding in that game. No spoilers, not giving any spoilers here. The game's still very new. Uh, but I, but I've never actually been on horseback. Denny, have you ever have you ever messed around on the back of a horse? Oh yeah, definitely. Wow, <laughs> that's like a, a prime staple for us at birthday parties. <laughs> 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 definitely have. Um, and I don't know, I eventually probably will leave this life and this LA Hollywood life and get like a ranch and have wow. goats and chickens wow. and horses possibly. I'll leave, I'll leave this Hollywood life and uh, get some ranch dressing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do want to say take with it, me, take it back to Quincy. whenever I, whenever I tweet, people will be like, you, you Hollywood writers in your mansions. <laughs> And it's just like, I, I'll say, sir, I, because it was like, we were talking about Texas things and I'll be like, um, y'all, I went to high school in Frisco, Texas, which is outside of Dallas. Like I can drop into my Texas accent when I need to for auditions, but then they're like, <laughs> oh crap. Like she actually grew up around here. So never mind. Um, huh. yeah, to, to your point, I think there is a, a lot of a lot of people assume that, like, oh, you write for television, or I've seen you in a TV show. You are a millionaire, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, you know, like I know, so, I know people who have been on prestige dramas and you know, multi-season, you know, uh, uh, shows, and have and have roommates. It's like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's like every industry kind of the labor's power is or the uh, labor's power has been reduced. And the bottom has kind of fallen out of, of income because everyone's just trying to, to pay the, the, the absolute minimum you can to get anyone yeah. to do anything. 
It's kind of a bummer because I think there are more jobs, but which is great, but I think just like less money to go around. There no, there's still money. They just don't they they figured out a way to not pay us. Yes, um, that's a better characterization. They they have fi- they have been more effectively figured out how to hoard it. Why? Because I was gonna tell I was gonna say to you that um, uh, are you enjoying Last of Us too? I didn't really get to hear what you said. I but uh, but 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 I'm loving it wow. in McDonald's right. parlance. I I'm, I don't I, I want to be very coy here because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for anybody because the game's very new. It's, yeah, it's barely a week old. I feel like uh, first of all, my house, my apartment looks like one of the like houses that you fall come upon in <laughs> Last of Us Two. It's disgusting right now, but um, but um, I was gonna say, uh, it feels a little bit like uh, Lion King Two Simba's Pride to me. It feels a little bit like a hot take, very searing hot take. It feels comparing like, this I'm to a directive video hate- Disney sequel. I love those characters. They're good characters, but I, you know what I mean. It's, it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. Speaking of Disney characters, yeah, comparing Danny, it to you, Michael wow. Eisner's, Michael Eisner's regime, when he was saying like, uh, we made Green Little Mermaid two and Return of Jafar. All these, those are bad though. They're not bad. Wait, things. Simba's Pride had that "We Are One" song, which was so catchy and amazing. So look, there you go. Without it, we would not have that on my Spotify That's true. list. That's true, Danny. You 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 have you are a Disney character. You are you're in the Disney verse. Um, that's I great. Do, it's it's cool I, as hell. Yes, in fact, uh, Disney Walt Disney Animation Studios. They have like three million followers, and they only follow like seventy people. And I'm one of them. And I think it's wow. so funny because they they haven't unfollowed me even with all my hot takes and my like thirst traps that I post. I just consider <laughs> them the biggest ally. They're like, she's sex positive, and she's just living her life, and we're here for it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so it it's it's got to be fascinating because I think like a like a brand that's so safe like Walt Disney has to I guess probably account for that from its talent these days, right? Cuz how else are you going to function? Well, see a lot of people will kind of shoot that at me and be like, I'll say something, you know, on cuz I'm also a comedy writer. I'll say something on Twitter and they'll be like, you're a Disney character and I'm like, well, so is Sarah Silverman and right. so is John C. Riley. John C. Riley like literally teabagged Will Ferrell and nobody like everyone's okay with his kids as they should be, like because he's a grown adult. So he can have these different lives. I just think sometimes as a woman, it's like we're kind of put into one. Right. Um, but Nah, I mean they hire a lot of comedy people, so I say it's a good thing. Those thirst traps it will it will send some of those kids into the into puberty. It will send them all the way through, maybe. <laughs> my juicy booty, I always say would be doing my ancestors a disservice to not share it with others. So It's funny to think of it like a kid being like, I'm gonna look at my favorite Disney character <laughs> no. and then and then be like oh. And then see the picture and be like, all right now, <laughs> just all the way. I'm not even going to kid you. Sometimes I have dads that slide into my DMs and they're like, my oh kid my was God. asking about you. I'm like, absolutely they weren't because I am only in it for a minute. Um, they were not asking about the girl in the dress or whatever. That's, like, that is, the, that is such a, that's like the saddest, that's so sad to be like, my kid is interested. <laughs> that's the saddest thing of all. I think probably dads pull the same move on uh, Judy Hopps from Zootopia. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter loves you. 
Yeah. Also want to say Zootopia had a lot of interesting, like they made those lions thick as hell for a reason. They knew what they were doing. Oh, hell yeah. Like the like the deviant art and stuff of oh. those tigers and lions is aggressive. So one hundred percent, it feels like there's so much intent behind that art and animation. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, you know, for a while it felt like it felt like you, it, you go back in the day and the old school Disney Robin Hood was kind of like you know, hey, maybe like like getting getting kids in touch with their you know getting burgeoning furries to have some sort of a sexual awakening. Saw the same thing with the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, and Zootopia is carrying that torch forward. Mm. And the Nesquik bunny, too, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was it for me. Um, So, Danny, you have an interesting, specifically culinary history. Beyond your SoCal and Texas time, uh, you are formerly a vegan. Yeah, I used to be a vegan, and then I had some autoimmune issues. I have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disorder, in Lyme, and so I have to follow, like, I couldn't have, like, soy and nuts and a couple of other things that kind of got triggered when I, um, essentially my antibodies are, like, attacking itself, so they attack some foods that I didn't used to uh, that I didn't used to have an allergy to is what I'm wow. trying to say. Right. And so, and I needed meat. And like, so now I've kind of gone the opposite. And now I just eat a lot of meat. Like before we started recording, I was eating, I had made like lamb and hummus that I was like just eating in front of y'all. <laughs> which I'm, which, which is like, I don't think I could, I don't know if I'd be able to make lamb and hummus ever. I, I like, uh, I, like I, I, I mean, of course I could learn it, but it just seems like, a food that I would never be able to create on my own, Nick. It, 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 I, I don't know if you feel You're the same You're selling yourself short. You're just not... You, you, I think if you put the effort in, you got the reps, you could absolutely do it. And and also, there are degrees of preparing something. You know, you don't have to necessarily make the hummus from scratch. You don't have to... You could, you could buy a, a store-bought spice blender marinade if you want to save yourself a little mm. bit of trouble. You could, mm-hmm. you, could, you could cut some corners and make life a little bit easier. Don't get down on yourself. I'm, you could prepare lamb and, and hummus from scratch if you wanted to. I couldn't. I could never make hummus, and you know it, Weiger. It's the truth. <laughs> you could do it. Wait, have there been people that have been on this show that have had food allergies, or am I like one of the only ones? Yeah, no, we've had a lot of food allergies. We've had a lot of people who are vegetarian or vegan. A lot of people with restrictive diets for whatever reason, um, whether for their health or whether for for ethical reasons. I mean, recently, you know, we we've had a, a recent guest and and repeat guest, uh, Jason Matsukas, has a has a, a deathly egg allergy, which right. is extraordinarily tough. But yeah, I, I can I imagine in adulthood. Confronting new allergies that you didn't previously had, uh, you didn't previously have, must be a, an, an added complication. Well, one fascinating thing is I shot this sci-fi show with Orlando Jones, and he is allergic to nightshades, and so am I. Those are oh, like wow. tomatoes and peppers, um, and my cheeks were literally like turn red. Different things do different things, like cause different reactions in my body, and I also can't have gluten and dairy, and so I feel like everyone's like, "Wow, she's a bummer." <laughs> <laughs> but like that's why I started having meat again because yeah. it was like, hey guys, I'm still cool. Here I am. I can have ribs. <laughs> please, <stop. laughs> please invite me to your party. And so um, I will literally like um, I know we're talking about hot dog. I will literally order like a 14 inch like bratwurst or hot dog and just like in front of everyone, just like down it. Wow, um, that sounds really aggressive. But I mean, visually aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, so I switched to meat because it was like so many things on the list that I couldn't have. And it was like meat was the one thing that I could have. And so and seafood and, you know, everything that kind of goes under that. I'm definitely exploratory when it comes to the different uh, meat categories that I will try. And it sounds like there's an element of nutritional necessity as well, because, you know, you need sources of protein, you need sources of iron. And if you've got an allergy yeah. to dairy and to nuts, it, that, make, that makes it a lot tougher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Orlando Jones was the first, like, Hollywood project I ever worked on was this movie called Looking for Sunday in Denver, Wags. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, Orlando Jones was in it. He was, uh, he was, he was like the, uh, the, the big get. In the in the movie, he was the, he was like kind of the 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 hired gun to to come in and, and do a part in the movie, and and he was a very nice guy. He was a very nice man. Yeah, he's had, he's had a varied and storied career, been a lot of things, but I will always think of him when I think of the the original Seven Up guy. Make Seven yeah, Up yours. Yeah, that was my intro. I think that was everyone's introduction to Orlando Jones and Evolution, an, an underrated movie. Do you remember Evolution? Evolution was wait, was that an Ivan Reitman? It wasn't. It was. I think it was like trying to be kind of like a Ghostbustery kind of. It was like yeah. It was. It, it, but it was. I think it was Reitman, and it was uh, like about an asteroid that crashed, and then like like basically they were like cavemen, and then they they evolved through whatever. It's evolution. It's in the title. You get it. Mm. <laughs> This has been Mitch's movie recap. You remind me of someone who's like trying to explain a word and they just keep using that same word. <laughs> derogatory. You know, it's when you speak like in a derogatory manner to somebody. <laughs> Look, I couldn't remember the, the plot to evolution from 20 years ago off the top of my head, but I give it, you know, I, I, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. It's pretty good. Wow. You should, you should slide right into one of Siskel or Ebert's chairs. <laughs> I think there's only one of those chairs I could slip into easily. (laughs) Are you ever careful since you are in think like of talking about, I have to be really careful now because like sometimes we review movies on my podcast and I'm just like, if I didn't like it, I'll just think of the positives of it. Mm. I'm sure everyone thinks I'm a sellout. (laughs) I am. I am. (laughs) That's, that's, we, I, so on this podcast, I give shit to Marvel and, and Star Wars movies because I, I'm not a huge fan of them. And I also was like, those are the biggest movies in the world. And I, but then as an actor, I'm like, why did I even do that in the first? I mean, not that I'll ever be in either one of those movies, yeah. but it's that sort of thing of like, why, why are you being, who cares? And so on, uh, like I have Letterboxd. Did you have Letterboxd? Y- yeah. It's, yeah, that, th- this app where you, for, for anyone who doesn't know, it's this app where you can rate movies. And sometimes I don't rate movies just because I I like the movie and I don't care and I don't rate it. But then also, like, you can rate your movies. And if it's a movie that I really dislike, I'm not going to give, like, one star to some, like, some new director's movie. That sucks. It's bad. It's a bad thing to do. Or if you know someone in it, which happens more often than not. But I will say I am a little bit less cautious just because if you were going to graph out my career trajectory, it kind of looks like a water slide. Just sort of plunging (laughs) Right into the depths below the x-axis. It's hard to make things good. It's it's hard. It, things are hard to. It's hard. Things are bad a lot. It's it's, you know, it's tough. You don't think you can have like a Brian Cranston comeback in your like fifties, late fifties, doing like a Breaking Bad role? I could see that for either of you. That's <laughs> just some Brian Cranston style early career success in Seinfeld and Malcolm in the Middle. 
That's true. No to real this day, my mom, me. my mom still thinks I took her to like a late night. Um, she wanted to go see like a late night taping, and Brian Cranston was the guest. And when he came out, she had no idea he was going to be there, and she just loudly exclaimed, "Like oh, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle!" <laughs> and it was just like in the audience. I'm like, he's done so much since then. Um, but yeah, I went to a I went to a Family Feud taping. When I was eleven, wow. and it was this was a this was a thing. I, maybe this uh, this was a thing you experienced, Danny. But they would pay like you know you'd get paid a certain amount ahead for being in the studio audience, and so schools in in my area would do like a fundraise as as a fundraiser. They'd be like, we're going to take the whole class to a TV taping, and then we'll collect all that money uh, that, that you'll give per head for for all these kids being in the audience, and then we'll give it to the school. So I went to a number of those, and one of those was a Family Feud taping. wasn't Wasn't the fundraiser for the Epstein is Innocent fund? <laughs> all right, come on. <laughs> Before he was even on the map, just being proactive about it. <laughs> this guy's gonna need some help down the line. Uh, so we uh, no, it was for my school, uh, Charles Evans Hughes Middle oh. School, and so we went. We went to we went to this fundraiser, and I was and I, like the minimum age was fourteen, and I was eleven, and I was so worried about getting in trouble. And then and then there was a moment where like the audience like the audience was really quiet, and someone said something stupid. Like one of the one of the answers was like very dumb. It was like you know whatever name a city in France, and they were like. Lisbon or something. I don't know. They they said something that wasn't even didn't even make sense for the category, and I was just like, "Oh, stupid!" And then I, like people looked at me and they like I covered my mouth, and I was it was like the most afraid I've ever been of being arrested. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> so worried about getting busted because I was like, "I'm under the age limit," and I made noise. I thought you were going to say one of the kids yelled out something stupid, and I could imagine a kid being like. Farting is coughing from your butt or something. <laughs> just like <laughs> Steve Harvey just spiking the camera. I think that kid I think I think that kid I think that is I'd give him a good answer for that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. I give him a good answer. Did you say good answer at all, Wags? Did you get to say good answer? Oh, you gotta say good answer. That's half the fun wow. of being there. Wow. I'd love to go back. I think that would be a fun experience. I mean TV tapings are generally miserable uh, because they're so long, but something like a game show is a little tighter because they got to just you know they got to turn around a little bit more quickly. When I was I was a CBS page. Uh, I don't know if I talked about I, I, that. Is a thing. I mean, I've definitely said it before on the podcast, but that's the thing I don't talk about too much. But I was a CBS page for uh, for like my first. That was like my first job out here. Really, the my like when I moved or whatever it was the first time I. I really worked in the business, I guess, but I we loaded people in because I've said this before: the Price is Right yes. people ate out of, people ate out of the trash. But I also did like American Idol and a couple other things like that. And so many of the people that did it were did not want to be there, that but got paid and they were like miserable and had to wait. It was it was it was awful. It was like a it's a funny thing when people are watching these shows on TV and it's like whoa that hyped up crowd and like. 200 of them are people who are like this fucking sucks. I just want my yeah. $100 for the day. It's it sucks. It's a, it's a it's a bad setup. But they they Hollywood I they, they 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 put the Hollywood glow on it. You know you could never tell that it's a bunch of people that don't want to be there sitting there. That's movie magic, baby. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. 
I remember some kids, yeah, when I was in San Diego, got to go to it. It wasn't Legends of the Hidden Temple. It was like a different wow, a different one that was just like that. But what they came back and told me, it was one that had like wild animals. Wow. I think the guy had like a monkey. Do you remember? He was like in safari outfit, blonde guy. But anyways, they came back from the taping and they were like, yeah, and there was this lady that was feeding him bananas with a spoon. <laughs> like wow. the guy, the host. Um <laughs> I just remember that was like a thing that was in my class that we all thought that was wild and like, yeah, that's what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> that's for, for in elementary school, I think that being on Double Dare was like the, 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 like the, the fact of like getting to fall into a giant pie was such a dream. Like to be able to jump into a big pie remains a dream for me. <laughs> I mean, you could make it happen if you wanted to. And also, like, the thing is, is, like, it's not an editable pie on Double Dare. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's shaving cream or whatever. Yes. Why do, ki- why do kids want to get covered in gack? What is the, what, I don't understand it. Kids love getting messy. It's fun. Why? why? The slime? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. The- I don't get it. I, I am a, an, a hygienic adult, but I certainly didn't mind getting a little muddy when I was a kid. I thought it was fun. I thought rom- romping mm. in the snow at the, the few times I've been in snow was a hoot. The, the one one of the times I was with you in Detroit, that's true. Oh, not actually. I, it was no, Detroit, that was yeah. yeah no, it was that, Milwaukee, I, I, was it? I didn't care for that much. That was in Detroit, I believe. Yeah. No, I didn't care for that much. But as a kid, it was a different story. Romping in the snow. Does anyone actually know what gack is made out of, or the slime? No the slime. I bet it has something gross in it. It's like cornstarch, food coloring, and then something like unimaginable horror. <laughs> <laughs> Ground hoof extract. I heard it's cornstarch, food coloring, and then 30% of it is Mark Summers come. No. <laughs> I was going to say like placenta. Um, <laughs> That would I could Mark see. Mark Summers is also interesting. Um, Fascinating. I had to work character. with him. Yeah, I had to work with him on a on a Mark Summers production. Mm. Very fascinating. He's yeah. He he was he he produced a lot of things and was like a multi millionaire because of that. I think people don't. A lot of people don't know that background with him, but also a man who doesn't like getting messy at all. He's I, I remember watching a sixty minutes thing of him as a kid where he was like straightening all the fringe on his carpet like by hand. Like it had to be perfect. And then he's hosting the show, which is the messiest show on television. Like mm. it's like that's the whole gimmick of it. It's got a it's a man of contrast. There's a fascinating Mark Summers clip of the J of him on the Jay Leno Tonight show with Burt Reynolds. And they get into a I, I, they get into a fight. They get into like a legit like fight. Over. Oh, I remember. Yes. Yeah, they're like so pissed. At, like, like Burt Reynolds is so pissed because of the way Mark Summers has positioned himself, where he feels like he's excluding him from the conversation. Burt Reynolds was the first guest. Mark uh, Summers the second guest. So Burt Reynolds is sitting on the other side of him on the couch, and he's kind of three quarter turned towards Jay Leno, and Mark's and Burt Reynolds gets mad at him. And they just start like fucking legitimately like yelling, like like arguing with each other and tossing around insults. Doesn't like Burt Reynolds like mess with his hair or something? Like he does something crazy. Burt Reynolds like spl- like splashes water on him, and then Mark <gasps> Summers tries to splash oh water on gosh. him back. But Burt Reynolds like he's like an athlete. He like dodges it, and then they eventually try to dissolve the tension by bringing out some like pies for them to to hit each other in the face. But you can tell they're not even having fun doing that. 
Like they're like legitimately mad at each other. Burt Reynolds went to the went to his grave mad about Mark Summers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Weiger, they they patched Burt Burt Reynolds was on an episode of What Would You Do After That and they patched it up. <laughs> this was on Jay Leno's show? Yeah, this was on the Jay Leno Tonight show. I just imagine him being like, guys, guys, fellas, let's just talk about cars, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no fighting. You, oh, why is everyone fighting? Let's uh-huh. all get into our denim. That's right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Eubanks very tentative. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's 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 so weird. What a fascinating what a fascinating character. But you do work with him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I respect any multimillionaire that will like get on his hands and knees and straighten out his own carpet threads <laughs> like that. To me, is very that's fascinating. A, that's a very good point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Um, Danny, I wanted to ask you because you you mentioned that you were preparing this. We we talked we touched on it a little bit that, that you were preparing this uh, this lamb and hummus earlier, and you were talking about you are something of a home cook. You are someone who who doesn't mi- mind getting your hands dirty in the kitchen. Yeah, for sure. It's just is so time consuming. Nobody knows, and now right. I have so much respect for my parents for like cooking what seemed like all day. So my mom was definitely a baker and someone that worked a lot with the um, on like the skillets and whatnot. But my dad would, had a smoker that was his prize smoker. It was like one of those eggs, but the original eggs. Do you do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now, there's a lot of copies of it. But he had like what he said was like the original one. Wow. Which wow. I'm like, I don't think, <laughs> Dad, did you make this? I don't think this was, you know. Um, but he I like, was, I, you know what? So a lot of those dad myths, you just gotta, you gotta forget. <laughs> like my dad said stuff like that too, where he's like, "That's a one of a kind" or whatever. You're like, okay. But like what, so I did later go to people's places that had the green egg and I'm like, oh, this doesn't look like my dad's. Like this does look like it was mass produced. So I wonder if my dad got it from like the person, but, um, both of my parents cooked a ton. Um, but now I know, and it would always take hours and you just want to be in there and you want to eat some of the stuff that they're making and they always kick you out. Um, or sometimes they would put us to work with like chopping, um, chopping like vegetables and stuff, but it is the most, I'm by myself. I'm a single (laughs) woman in her thirties, just like trying to recreate some of this. Uh, but it is like the most time consuming. Sometimes you just want to, I understand why so many people just order out, especially here in LA. I I order out all the time. That's, that is, that's, that's my go-to and it's bad. I, I, I've, I've, I've got, I bought a, uh, an air fryer and a, and a pressure cooker because I'm trying to I'm trying to cook a little bit more, but still order out too much. I'm a single man in my 30s, and I just, you know, it's easy. I, I, it's that sort of thing of, like, if it takes more than 30 minutes to prep, I, it's too much for me. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm in a, a fortunate position because I've lived with uh, the love of my life, my angel, for, I guess, 16 years now. So oh my God, we we will uh we'll like collab on a meal, and, and that's it, actually it, 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 it at least makes me happy to know that Natalie would fucking fucking gag if she heard that. She's <laughs> listening to this episode right now and just like flings her AirPods out of her ears and into the gutter <laughs> in disgust. Um, I uh, but no, we will collab on a meal. Natalie is an excellent cook, and then she is also a she's like great at like like. The, like the prep shit so she'll sometimes like you know I can cook a whole meal on my own and I will often do that but sometimes we'll collab on something and like like I'm basically doing like the food network chef thing of like oh I've got my fucking uh 
mise en place right here. I got all my fucking, you know, vegetables prepped and I got my my spices laid out for me. I just got to assemble this stuff and heat it up and it's ready to go. And meanwhile, she's done some vegetable dish and I'm just prepping the protein. Yeah, it sounds like you're just kind of getting in her way. <laughs> it's, it's like helping mommy out in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm also a weirdo in that I have no... Like, time doesn't mean anything to me, so I will have mm. stuff that you would have for dinner for breakfast. Oh, wow. Like, Ooh, it just, right. wow. anything that's sus- sus- sustenance for me, like, there's no, and why would you? Like, why would you put a limit on yourself? Like, there, why wouldn't you have what you were going to have for dinner? Actually, it should be the biggest meal, technically, so. I'm, I'm, wi- I'm with you, but I there is a thing where, the reason that I'm with you is because, like, I'll wake up at 11, <laughs> And then eat lunch at twelve thirty, and it will be a salad or something, and mm. I don't care. But if I wake up at like six a.m., if it's like early, early morning, I'm not going to get myself a salad or like a sandwich, a turkey sandwich or something. I need it to be like a breakfasty. I think before eleven a.m., I never, I never want non-breakfast food. You know what I've done a few times, and this is no longer relevant because we're all housebound. But when I I would I would have a breakfast salad when I was traveling. I just fix myself up a salad mm. first thing in the morning because I know I was going to be on on planes and then going to a fucking hotel and then just eating shitty food everywhere, like eating in airport terminals and uh, and in a hotel lobbies. And so I like like just having a little bit of nutritious food up top at the start of the day would would set me off on. The, at least, at least mitigate some of the damage I was about to do to my body. Breakfast, breakfast salad. It just doesn't. It's just not right. It depends what you put in it, though. Yeah, Egg, pan, pancakes. <laughs> Did you say eggs? <laughs> eggs and pancakes. Just scrambled eggs and like shredded romaine. <laughs> Ooh, Fraser um, salad. <laughs> I would have. A, <laughs> I would have like shrimp salads like in the morning same thing it's like i wanted something like crispy and cool uh yeah i'm not a chopped salads are amazing those are definitely you could have any hour of the day right 7 a.m i'm not i'm not touching the chopped salad i can't do it i can't i just can't do it and i think it also depends on if you normally eat breakfast which you normally don't mitch you're not a breakfast man i'm not a i'm not a big breakfast man no you're not even a coffee drinker you don't wake up with a with a cup of java I don't drink coffee. Um, I wake up when my body wants me to wake up, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, like, noontime. <laughs> um, I, I will, in the morning, my issue is that when I was younger, when I ate breakfast, my it always hurt my stomach when I was younger. Like, uh, yeah. I would have something. Maybe I was lactose intolerant, whatever it was. Like, I feel, I feel like that was a part of it, but also... I just think the fact that like my stomach is like a little bit weaker in the morning and I and I anything I would eat I would just it would never make me feel great throughout the hey, rest of the day. Hey guess what? I had the same thing and guess what wasn't cool was to be a teenage girl that was nauseous every morning because my mom straight up was like I'm taking you are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I don't know. I don't think so, but um yeah, that happened to me too. Wow. I don't know. I'm sure there's your listeners that are listening that like, yeah, when I was when I was younger, like I had a phase through this certain por- portion of school where I was like nauseous in the mornings. Oh, uh, for that sure. also happened to a cousin of mine. However, mine had consequences of my mom not wanting me to go to the movies with anyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom my mom was never worried about teenage sex or really even sex in my twenties. <laughs> but um <laughs> 
But she, uh, I mean, like my parents knew. I would I would go to school if I ate something, and then just, you know, when you get your stomach would hurt, and then you just start sweating. I just start sweating. Mm, I'd be yeah. fucking, my fucking armpits would be damp. I, what a terrible. I like forget those things when I look back on high school, but just like the fact of like sitting in like a shitty desk and being like, oh, my stomach hurts, and I have to go to the bathroom when I'm like soaking wet because I'm sweating. What a fucking awful. What an awful just in, time. Just enduring stomach discomfort because you don't want to ha- deal with the humiliation of using the bathroom at school. I made it through all of uh, all of elementary, middle, and high school. No deuces at school. That's it, insane. No, ne- just held it the entire time. I would I, I just remember like sometimes sprinting from the bus home because I had to go to the bathroom so bad. But I was like, I'm not doing it in a school bathroom. You know, you know how California is waiting for the big one. I think with you, you're you're probably <laughs> waiting for the big one. <laughs> it's probably coming. It's it's probably, you probably coming. You probably like affected your brain development with like toxins just staying inside of your body. <laughs> hmm. Danny, now you're getting somewhere. Um, I feel is- really bad. Have you all ever had Redline? It's an energy drink. No. You have, so like it was big, I don't know, it was really big in Texas and big among truck drivers and also my friends and I. And uh, you typically had to be like 18 if they were actually checking ID to like buy it. I think this was when it first came out. And and if you were pregnant, you weren't supposed to buy it. And there's like uh, the back of the label was like only drink half of this. It was basically like cocaine. And... I bought some and came home. I was going to community college. I came home and there was a note from my little brother. And it was like, hey, Danny, I took one of your red lines. Uh, Here's $5. And I was like, oh, shit. And I got this call from my mom who was pissed to fuck because she said, your little brother was in a finals and he had to like diarrhea. (laughs) He was like sitting there (laughs) trying to finish his finals. And just like, it's not meant for just like sitting unless you're, of course, like I said, a truck driver. But I would take it and I would go and run. It would oh, be like wow. after I had a shift working at like this tennis academy I was working at. And um, I would take it uh, to like actually work out after my shifts. But um, anyways, shout out to Red Light. I don't know if they're still around or if they had a billion lawsuits against them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, it's just like a super stimulant. It's like a Red Bull, yeah. but the, like it sounds like times 10. I was addicted to them in college. Like I had to wean myself. I I don't know. My car, my backseat of my car looked bad, man. It was just bottles of re- like empty bottles of Redline because I started to use it to like study. And to me, it was like Adderall. So wow. I don't know if they're still around, but you know, might save some people some money much cheaper than Adderall. <laughs> I, I I had a trash seat in college. One of my, the, the, the passenger seat, the front passenger seat was the trash seat. Just mm. trash. There was trash in there. Uh, I also, <laughs> I also, I, I, I would, as they call it today, ghost riding the whip. I did that before it was a thing, Wags. Come on. I'd be driving with my friends, and uh, I would, and I would jump out of the, <laughs> I would jump out of the moonroof, and just let the wow. car go. <laughs> Insanely dangerous. I'm not gonna let you lay. I'm not gonna let you lay claim to inventing ghost riding the whip. I don't think that's a Mike Mitchell invention. <laughs> I invented ghost riding the whip. <laughs> wow. Appropriation. <laughs> check, you can check the dates. I, I invented ghost riding the whip. Wow. All right. Bold claim from Mike Mitchell. Uh, if you have any evidence to refute this, uh, hit us up on our social media. 
If Ghost Riding the Whip was a thing before 2004, then I am defeated. <laughs> or if you've used Redline and it ruined your life at some point, like you can you can tweet at me. I almost said you can text me. You can tweet at me. Ooh, don't say that. Not with our <laughs> listeners. You'll get flooded with text. Ghost, ghost Riding the Whip is, it's, uh, it, it, first of all, too scary of a name. It sounds yes. like your car has got a ghost in it. Too scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, you and I are both, you have a larger fear of ghosts, and but I don't think that is the, that's the kind of ghost that's going on in the ghostwriting the whip scenario. Has there ever been, has there ever been like, I know there's haunted houses and I believe in them and I believe ghosts are real, Wags knows this. Yes. But has there ever been... Like, a, like I made a video about it because I thought it was a funny idea, but has there ever been, like, smaller haunted things? Like, a haunt, like I, I made a video called Haunted Car for the birthday boys back in the day. I think the idea of a haunted car is fascinating. The issue is that you're not Christine. necessarily... Christine, I guess, is a haunted car, but... Mm. But you're but that's like the, the car is being overtaken possessed. by it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's less like the inhabitants are just like plagued by a series of inconveniences. I want to see some smaller hauntings in the future. Okay. I want to see some. I want to see like a shed get haunted, or you know what I mean, a, an outhouse. I think that's interesting. Oh, an outhouse, yeah, <laughs> has a lot of like trauma that's happened in there. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, <laughs> and all those protesters out there... Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh boy, Mitch. Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles. The dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. 
Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Treaded bathrobe covering mom up. Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. Wow. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code Doughboys at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. Is this true? She got my sister one, and now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator-in-chief, I'd call it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. It's built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. (laughs) Moon's real cool. When the moon moon is out, there's never a a doubt. doubt The moon moon is is cool. (laughs) And when the sun's up high, you can't deny deny it's gonna gonna be be hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in the summertime. And the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm -hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes, and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love the th- I love the smell, too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come can- on. <laughs> The moon, moon is, is cool. Cool, cool, cool. 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 <laughs> the moon is cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wise, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach. Wow. Green grape. Wow. Raspberry melon. And lemon lime. 
That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun is hot, hot, hot. hot. Welcome back to Doughboys. Danny Fernandez is our guest. Doghouse is our chain. Doghouse was founded in 2010 in Pasadena. It's currently expanding nationwide due to a partnership with American Franchise Partners, which has expanded Popeyes, Tim Hortons, and Wingstop, as well as non-restaurants like AutoZone, Gold's Gym, and Hampton Inn. I said AutoZone weird. Not AutoZone. AutoZone. Uh, And uh, I should mention... That sounds like uh, Nick. Is that the... Autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fenced-in area where you can do that. Um, the, uh, uh, I could I, I could have seg- segued you better and said instead of outhouse, I should have said doghouse, a haunted doghouse. That would have been mm, better. That's all right. Um, but I I I do want to m- mention one thing before we we get into this chain. The dogs and sausages mm. are handcrafted by past Doughboys double guest Adam Gertler. Shout out to Adam that's Gertler. Right. Uh, whose handiwork is all over the doghouse, um, Danny? I'm, I'm I, I want to talk about doghouse, but over break, you mentioned that you spent some time in a haunted house, and I feel like we have to dig into this a little bit. Yeah, I um, I've actually been in a lot of real life haunted places because I'm wow. messed up, uh, and I enjoy that. So I lived, and what I mean, I've been in the Whaley House, which is one of Travel Channel's most haunted houses oh, in San yeah. Diego. Is that the one that has a door that like leads to nothing and stuff like that? Is that I that think you're one, talking or? about the Winchester house. It is the Winchester house. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. But no, no. I've also been to the Witch's Ball in Ohio, which I think like they buried a witch under this like huge marble wow. ball to keep her soul wow. down there. It's crazy. I've been in a lot of places that you shouldn't be when I was like in college. And um I bought a house. Actually, I got married when I was really young, because that's what you do in Texas. And we got married when we were like 23, 24, and bought a house in Castle Rock, Colorado, which other people from Castle Rock will be like, it is haunted. Um, And also, you can buy a house, or you could buy a house there a long time ago. (laughs) Um, Not that long ago. I wasn't that long ago that I was 23. But... um, Our neighbors told us it was haunted. I remember they came out and they were like, hi, nice to meet you. Also, this house is haunted. And I remember thinking like, this rude bitch, (laughs) like I just, (laughs) this is my first home with my husband. And like, we're newlyweds and we're young and we just graduated. And how dare you? Um, Just let me enjoy my Pinterest board in peace. (laughs) And um, the thing was fucking haunted. Like, so every couple that had lived in there had divorced or broken up. And spoiler alert, we ended up getting divorced. We had been together for six years. Um, the house, so we inherited a rocking chair because it was like whoever was next in line to like have a baby was supposed to get this rocking chair. And my bridesmaid, one of my bridesmaids, we didn't tell her the house was haunted, woke up in our guest room, screaming bloody murder that she saw this little blonde girl in the chair just staring at her. And I mean, she was so terrified that she made me be in the room when she peed, like in the bathroom, because she couldn't be alone the whole weekend she visited us. Wow. And then another thing happened was my husband and I just turned into like 
monsters. We were like arguing all the time. It was just not normal for us. It was like this really bad energy. And one time he was out on a business trip and uh, we were just like yelling at each other. And I came home and we had a canvas of us, one of our uh, photos, our engagement photos that everybody at our wedding signed. And the canvas was upside down. Wow. And he was out of town. And I remember thinking, because I was so mad that my marriage was crumbling, I just looked at the canvas upside down and I was like, I know. Like, I don't fucking know. I know. <laughs> and I just like took it off the wall and I like threw it in the closet. Wow. Um, and That's crazy. That's when crazy. We, yeah, when we did end up, and also like we had two dogs, they would be barking at things randomly in the night or, or the worst thing was not barking, but a real low growl, like a real low warning, like back away. Um, Wally, Wally will be like, if I'm in bed or something, Wally will be like, and then like the door will knock. He can sense when like someone is coming or there. It's crazy. Yeah. So I remember when we finally went over and we told that neighbor and we're like, hey, we're getting a divorce. Um, She broke down crying. She was like, I don't want to live across from this house anymore. Wow. That's crazy. This is like a, a movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny, by the way, um, Natalie just texted me. She wants the address of the house. Nick, she wants to spend a weekend there with you. <laughs> Girl, go stay at um, go stay at um, the Whaley house. Much closer. And mm. uh, Regis Philman, before he was Regis, uh, actually had to stay there when he was a reporter. And he said that he saw a woman crawl up the wall and was like, I will never stay there ever again. Um, it is, has a, a ghost. It's a ghost, I tell you, a ghost. A lot of people have died in and around the Whaley house, and it was something that I first found out about when I was in fourth grade, because when you go to school in San Diego, they take you there because it's historical, Um, and then they're just traumatizing kids for the rest of their lives. Man. Yeah. That's terrifying. That's wild. We had George's Island, which is the the lady in black, which is like an island where they kept... uh, I think Civil War prisoners, Wags, the uh, oh, man. some con- Confederate soldiers. But there was I, I don't know the history of it anymore. But there was a it was supposedly haunted by a lady in bla- a black dress. Yeah, haunted former prison. That's a real terrifying place. They just scared the shit out of you when you're a kid. They just t- uh, why, why do you tell the kids this stuff? You shouldn't tell the yeah. kids that there's ghosts. There's got to be a I lot agree. more anti ghost. There's got to be a lot more anti ghost education when you're a kid. You think just like a get like a blanket like just don't tell kids about ghosts. It's like a reverse Santa Claus. They know about yes. Santa, but they're not told about ghosts. You, no ghost talk. Wow, I, it's it scared me for too long. Or they at least they shouldn't teach ghosts. The ghost talk maybe the ghost talk should be folded in with the sex talk you get when you're like twelve <laughs> or thirteen. <laughs> Son, there's some things you should know. Twelve or thirteen. <laughs> my dad tried to tell me. My dad tried to give me the sex talk when I was eighteen, still a virgin. But I was just like, don't, what are you, what, don't get out of here. I don't need to hear this now. Just get the hell out of here. Fucking 18 years old. <laughs> My parents are super Catholic and they were too awkward and embarrassed to talk to me about sex. So they just rented books from the library that they left out. And it was <laughs> like, you know, those really gross, awkward old drawings from the 70s. And like everyone has way too much hair. Um, yeah, that's how I learned about sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Let's get into the doghouse. Danny, you, you, you yelped in some, uh, what seemed like excitement when I mentioned the doghouse after the break. Uh, it, it, this seems like this is a chain you're enthusiastic about. Yeah, I mean, it's super easy. And again, me being a meathead, um, sausages, hot dogs, anything that's shaped like that, I guess it's easy to eat. <laughs> um, and like you said, they're made with love and care. Um, right. So I, it's been a staple in the Valley uh, and in L.A., so I really enjoy this. And, and it's really expanding. It's, it's, it's one of those chains that's really kind of, you know, quickly spiderwebbing across the country. I'm curious... Uh, like as someone who you you're, you're not eating dairy, you're not eating gluten. Obviously, a lot of times one of these these big old dogs is coming on a bun loaded with cheese and other to- other fixins. What is your standard order from Doghouse? Ooh, well, I get the bacon wrapped beef dog, um, and then I also get mushrooms. Uh, I was telling Mitch that I added arugula just because. <laughs> Wow. I'm always fascinated when you can just like add salad toppings to a hot dog. So I'm like, sure, why not? Uh, let's see how this tastes. Uh, so that was my first time adding the arugula, but I normally get it also with avocado, mm. um, which is extra added sustenance. And I get it lettuce wrapped because that's an option. Uh, or you can wow. do it without a bun at all. And yeah, I'm always, I'm also always fascinated at these poor people that have to try to lettuce wrap this monstrosity because that's not oh, how yeah. lettuce is supposed to work. <laughs> they're just using like iceberg lettuce, which falls apart instantly. And I feel so bad because uh, they're also pushing in tomato, uh, not tomatoes, pickles, dill pickles, mushrooms. So those are the things. And and yeah, getting it ginger glazed. Uh, so those are the things that I typically add to it. But definitely the bacon wrapped one. I was, well, I was going to I was going to say that normally I'd say. Keep keep a keep salad off a hot dog, but. There is arugula. First of all, is I think arugula is the exception for almost because first of all, arugula and arugula is like the 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 leaf, the the leaf that goes best with breakfast food. It mm. goes on pizza. Like it is, it is the mer- most versatile. Uh, uh, what is what is that classified as? Lettuce, Sa- I, it's, like it's, a yes. salad. I don't Kinda know, like a lettuce. Yeah. I mean, what, what what's the word there? Leafy green. Yeah, leafy green is fine. It is a leafy green. That's descriptive. All right, well, arugula is like arugula is the one that it can adapt to any dish it has. But mm. um, the slaw here is really good, and I'll get into to what I got in a second. I'm a I'm a I'm a hot dog fan. I, I think all of us are hot dog fan. Who isn't a hot dog fan? We all love hot dogs here on the Doughboys, and we don't we don't have as many occasions to review them because there aren't that many hot dog chains. And mm-hmm. this is a, you know, this is an emerging sector, I feel like, the gourmet hot dog slash sausage place and doghouse is kind of at the forefront of it. Um, I'll, I'll get into what I got. Uh, this is my, my maiden voyage to doghouse. I'd never been here before. Uh, and I got the, uh, so I, ma- I made a pretty, uh, I had a pretty substantial order. So I'll start with the sausages and then we'll move from there. I got a downtown, which is their smoked bacon wrapped dog with caramelized onion, pickled peppers, mayo, mustard, and ketchup. This is kind of their take on an L.A. street dog, what you can get from a from a vendor. Um, yeah, lettuce wrapped with all the fixins. I got a chili the kid, which is white American cheese, uh, house chili, crispy onions, and chipotle aioli. Uh, the reservoir hog, which is a name I appreciate. Polish kielbasa, house chili, house slaw, yellow mustard, and the tie fighter, <clears throat> T-H-A-I tie. Spiced Thai currywurst, wild arugula. There it is again. Pickle jalapenos and spicy basil aioli. Uh, Mitch, what was your rundown of of sausages? 
Uh, I got $50 worth of food. I'm a loser. Um, Danny, I told you this. and <laughs> That's you did a champion in my... That's a cha- Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I respect it. It was it was it was too much, but there. I wanted to try something for me because I, I haven't. I don't have a lot of experience with uh, doghouse. I've been a couple times. Yeah, I will say uh, one of the issues with doghouse is for real, and 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 I and this might be. I don't think a lot of people have this issue, but I for real thought it was like a dog grooming place for a while. I didn't understand. <laughs> I, I I really I really didn't under, I did I didn't really I really didn't understand that it was like a restaurant. What did you um, think was happening when someone would walk off, walk out with a bag of food? <laughs> Those sick fucks. I, I'd see them bring a dog in and then come out with a hot dog, and I thought it was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got myself the Scott Baioli, which is smoked bacon, ra- uh, spo- smoked bacon wrapped dog, cheddar cheese sauce, caramelized onions, garlic aioli. Then I got myself the maybe, reservoir. Maybe a, maybe a sausage that's time to be renamed. <laughs> As well, we don't Truly. need to elevate Scott Peo's politics. <laughs> Look, Christian Bayoli, how about that? I I gave Scott Bayoli Scott Bayo. Sorry, I didn't give Scott Bayoli. I gave Scott Bayo a ride in, the, in my golf cart at the Fox lot, which I said, and he was nice. But his politics suck shit, and they should rename it. Um, uh, he's a he's 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 a, he's a, he's an asshole. Uh, Reservoir Hog Wags I got, which was. First of all, it has hog in the title. I thought you'd love that. And it's Gotta love it. Named after a great Quentin Tarantino film, right? His debut well, film. Uh, Polish kielbasa, house mm. chili, house slaw, yellow mustard on grilled king's Hawaiian roll. Uh, and then I got myself a corn dog. Uh, sorry. I got myself a corn dog slider. Which is all beef hot dog dipped in the house made root beer batter and was just a little guy. I got myself a side of fries. I got myself two Coca Colas. This is my Sunday. It was my cheat day. And I got myself a Mensch burger, which is uh, white American cheese, pickles, thick cut pastrami, house slaw, and secret sauce. So I covered, I covered a lot of bases here, Wags. I, 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 got, I, got yeah. a lot, I got a lot of stuff. And I get some additional food and, and, and beyond my sausages that I'll touch on in a second. I do want to sh- uh, talk, uh, touch on two things. One, you said they are served on a, on a King's Hawaiian, which is absolutely an important detail I should have mentioned. All of their hot dogs mm. are – it's like it's like a three basically King's Hawaiian rolls uh, tethered together and cut down the middle. I'm not sure if King's Hawaiian rolls – I think they're nationwide now. But if you're not familiar with it, it's sort of a sweeter um, – They rule. I, maybe, Maybe a potato flour base. Actually, I'm not sure of the base, but it's it's a it's it's a it's delicious, and it's they an rule. interesting fit for hot dogs. Uh, but I also got a corn dog, uh, and I got the bacon wrapped one. Um, uh, and you can get any hot dog or sausage as a corn dog. They'll batter that up and deep fry it for you. Ooh. Um, I, w- I want to also say that I got some uh, just to cover it all. I got some garlic aioli, uh, some chipotle aioli, and some ketchup. And mustard, which they forgot, which was very sad for me with the corn dog. Um, but that's that, you don't have that covers my whole thing. I'm out of mustard, why? You got to get some fridge mustard. That's a staple condiment. I bought some mustard too for honey baked ham, and I used it a few times, but I kept it out for a couple days, and I was like, "This is bad," and so I so I threw it away. I think you're um, fine because I think mustard yeah. has vinegar in it. It's vinegar. It's just vinegar. Yeah. But I got I got nervous, and I should have kept it around. I fucked up. What do you want me to that's say? That's all right. That's fine. No, I mean, you're you did mad fuck about up. it. No, you, you fucked up. 
I, you know, if they brought the side of yellow mustard, look, am I going to deduct points? We'll see. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to like make suggestions for, because I always do the BYOB because there are things yes. I can't have and it's just easier for them to not be, again, like this woman's a wet blanket. Like, what do you want from us? So I just do the, <laughs> the build your own. And I really wish mm. like Doghouse, if you're listening, there's a couple of things you can add. I feel like one is honey. Like honey is a thing that I normally put on like build your own pizza. It just makes it a little Ooh. bit sweeter. Um, cilantro, I feel could have been fun here with arugula, possibly yeah. chives. Right. So there were things like on the BYOB that I feel I'm only helping as a biz- as a client. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is an expansive list of options for customization, but there are some notable uh, omissions. I, Natalie built her own. She built a, she had a beef chorizo and pepper ba- pepper jack sausage that she got with cheddar cheddar cheese sauce, pickled peppers, caramelized onion, and you can change the bun up. She got hers on a French roll, which I would not recommend, and she would uh, she would neither. I mean, ne- neither of us like that French roll. The uh, the as far as buns go, the Hawaiian rolls are much more suited for their fare. Danny, so did you get food beyond the the sausage that you described? Um, no, I just got another. I got another a beef dog and then a um, turkey dog. I was just trying out the different be- the different meats. Um, got it. But I can't. I couldn't have some of the other ones just because a lot of them have had gluten or dairy. Right. So for me, it's always easier to just to just build my own. Um, I do want to say for people, if you are gluten free, I think the ginger glaze. I don't know if it is. So sometimes I like have slipped it in there, but most of the times I don't, I don't know if all their sauces are gluten free. So please check with them first. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't, but, um, I did enjoy having the, you got to go with the bacon wrapped beef right. dog. Like it's mm. just so juicy to bite you, me clearly into juicy things as I've referenced it now, like five times. <laughs> 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 My meat needs to drip when I bite into it. And that one definitely wow. does. So it gets an extra point for me Wow, for being juicy. This is contra the doughboys. The doughboys like it dry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm curious. So, so for the turkey dog, did you customize it the same way? Did you no, make any I alterations actually, to it? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. So the turkey dog, I mean, the turkey, which I don't think is as good, right? But I guess like if yeah, you're right. only eating poultry, it's, it's mm-hmm. not as good. But um, I had sauerkraut that I put wow. on it. Uh, <laughs> the way you said that, it's like a normal thing that you would put on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> We say we say we say wow to everything because we're blown away by even the smallest. Oh no, you're right. Things. You do. You do. Yes. Never mind. You also do that on Twitter a lot. So never mind. We are um, dumb men who are easily astonished. Um, I did the sauerkraut. What I do? Caramelized onions. That is a that is a great a great ad. I do highly recommend putting that on there. Um, All I gotta say to that is uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I was like that. Um, they're going to write and be like, how does she not know? How does she not listen to every single one of their episodes? Um, <laughs> you've nailed our, you've nailed our listeners. To any of our listeners who are deciding or weighing whether to write that or not. The only guests I respect are the ones who have never listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. I have my own 
podcast. We're out doing our own things. Exactly. Um, something that I would never add to anything ever and should never be added to anything ever is pineapple. And I am sorry, mm. I just can't. Warm pineapple, most warm fruits should not exist. Fruit is not meant to be served in that manner. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you, of course, bes- uh, besides pies, excluding pies or something like that, like a hot, like a hot or warm cherry pie or something. Right. I Pineapple for me never, like a grilled piece of pineapple can be okay occasionally, but I am not, I'm, I'm, I like my pineapple cold. I don't like it on pizza. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. The, 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 mm. the only time I've, if I get pineapple on pizza, it needs to be with jalapeno so it's like cooling something down or something. That's actually a fun combo. That's sort of that fiery Hawaiian. You get some. You you, you get those two uh, flavors playing off against each and, other. And Wags, here's how, here's how you step it up: pineapple, jalapeno. Swap out ham for bacon. There you go, or some pepperoni. That'll work too. I should have made this the most meaty thing because I just saw they have pastrami that I could have added to this hot dog. Right. So it could have been bacon-wrapped beef with pastrami, and I just failed myself. Uh, you're, 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 put, you're putting a, a, like meat equations over there like the beautiful mind, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time, I think I was telling you that I went to, um, at the airport, like eating is very tricky when you can't have yes. gluten. And so a mm-hmm. lot of times they actually put gluten in egg or uh, like batter to, to thicken things. They'll also put it in hash browns. And so I went to this food, this breakfast place at the airport and I couldn't have any of their extra staples. Uh, so I could only have the meat and they gave me just a bucket of sausage and um, bacon. And it was just this meat bucket that I, it was very um, odory. And I don't know the word I was looking for there. <laughs> and I just was eating it in the terminal in front of everyone. And I just smelled like meat. I was like sweating meat. <laughs> but, you know, I was full and ready for a flight. So, right. <laughs> you know what I say? Put that bucket around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Eat right out of that thing. Um, I'm not I'm not a big I'm not a big pre-flight eater unless it's a short flight. I mean, always because I'm flying back to Boston a lot of the time. Yes. And it's a six hour flight. But um, I think like the two options at an airport are either a bad salad or like a loaf of bread. <laughs> I think it's like basically like the yeah. two like the two things you can get. It's either a bad salad or here have a big loaf of bread, and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm like putting like fries and everything that like it's just always such like bready breaded carbed whatever things or yeah. a fucking bad salad. It's a whopper or a bad salad. Or you just get fucking ripped at like a, a one of the bars, mm. and, which you think is a good idea, and then you get on the flight and you're just like feel nauseated and have a headache, and it's just un- extra uncomfortable. Wise, have you ever enjoyed touring at all on any of the tours we've gone out on? Um, I mean, if I'm answering honestly, it's not. It's the you know the thing that you can't do anymore. But meeting people after the show is always mm-hmm. nice. People fans are always very gracious and friendly <laughs> for the most part. I thought that when you were like, if I'm answering honestly, yes, I have enjoyed myself. Instead, it was like, if I'm answering <laughs> honestly, kind of, I don't know, a little bit. It was <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? It's fun. We have fun together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tra- it's it's it ta- it's a lot of it, it's physically and mentally exhausting. I feel like all the travel and then the, you know, travel to some place, don't have time to get oriented, 
do a show, do a meet and greet, travel to another place on little sleep. It, it's it's exhausting. It has to be a, a little bit of a chore. Texas was when we went across Texas. It was it was we, it was basically just a night in each place, and we barely got to see. And Austin is a cool city. And I don't have you ever been there, Wags? Before that, no. I like I mentioned at the top of the podcast. That was my only time I'd ever been Texas. Where wow. were those three dates? And that and just like you know, four hours of driving between each city on just the flattest plane. Uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, look, let's not dwell on the on how we feel about touring because it's a moot. We're not going to be touring anytime soon. Nick, say what you yes. want to say. Say fuck Texas and everyone in it. I know wow. you want to say it. <laughs> Nick, there's somewhere that, that you have to go when you go to Texas, and it yes. is a great, you would love this as a foodie. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's an insult that I used it. <laughs> that's all right. I used it. As a foodie, um, I also... Uh, is the Czech stop. Now, the Czech stop is a Czech mm. bakery that they have kind of in the middle of nowhere-ish. Um, it was always on the way when I was driving um, to Austin. And it uh, it just is this, you can smell the bakery for like miles. Wow. And you always have to stop over there. It's worth it if you are if you are driving through Texas to stop at the Czech stop. Um, iconic, iconic. And you won't leave unhappy. You won't, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that tracks. <laughs> we 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 went to Lockhart. We stopped in Lockhart and got some barbecue, okay. which which was which was fun, but it was also a sort of thing of like it was on a tough schedule, and we were eating more food. Yeah, than and we already had so much food that we had to eat. But anyway, speaking of Lockhart, a needless detour, some might say. <laughs> a needless detour, but if you're happy I showed you, no? Yes. But, but but speaking of lots of meat, Mitch, Jesus to borrow Christ. your to borrow your segue, yes, uh, I will say that the, the I feel like the downtown dog didn't really click for me. I just feel like it had there's something I think the wow. combo of the pickled peppers and the the ketchup and also the caramelized onions all just like it was just like a little too much sweetness. That one and also mm. the Hawaiian roll will bring a little bit of sweetness. So that one just didn't like I I, I feel like like having had the original just just getting that from a street vendor, um, someone with a cart make uh, grilling up some dogs. I'd rather have that version of the the LA street dog. Chili Kid was great. Reservoir Hog was was very good. The combo of the chili and the slaw really work well together, Mitch. It's it, you, you, you talked about them having great slaw, but the chili and the slaw work well together here. I'll t- I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you my story in just a second when you're done. Wow. Um, and the Tie Fighter, you know, I am something of a heat seeker, and this one had a little bit of heat, not as not quite as much as I expected. Uh, I feel like when I'm when I'm thinking of Thai hot, I'm thinking of another level of hot, but that's okay. The spicy spicy basil aioli really worked for me. I thought that that had a, a really great flavor to it. My favorite of the bunch, and I was shocked. The bacon wrapped corn dog. That corn mm, dog wow. was good as hell. It was so it, it was such a great fry to it. The 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 meat was really like a, you know a moist and well cooked inside. Um, and and the, the bacon worked well. I was just like, this is fucking great. I feel like a corn dog is what I get from here, and it's a big boy too. That's a big ass corn dog. Um, did you put it down your throat and then just remove the stick? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't Heathcliff this. I go, Homer. I that's the, the also Homer Simpson. Oh yeah, who <laughs> eats without <laughs> chewing. <laughs> a duck. Uh, Homer's much younger than Weiger. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I mean he is. Homer Simpson's he like is. twenty-four canonically. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. He is like some god awful age that will make you feel bad of like, like thirty-four or something. Totally. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 
Absolutely. I mentioned before I had a friend in when I worked in the video game industry who's older than me who had a had a moment of crisis when he realized he'd crash he'd crossed the the Homer Simpson threshold which I believe is 37 years old and 240 pounds. And he was like, wow. Jesus Christ, that's fucking oh, Homer. Man, I, like this. I weigh more than Homer, um, that's, and I'm his same age. I am kind of basically Homer right now. Um, I'm, I Except guess I'm, the I'm wife Hom- and kids. <laughs> Steady job. I do have Snowball and Snowball too, though. House. Um, all right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what else do you want to add? But, uh, you know what? I'm like... Ho- I'm like Homer on the King Size Homer episode. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I had a little bit of a crisis last night because I realized Dazed and Confused was on, and and when Dazed and Confused came out, um, basically the time that it was depicting that is the so it would be the same that if it came out today, it would be 2003. Yeah, isn't that weird to think about? That's so fucked up. I hated it more than anything because I, lo- I looked it up. Uh, yeah. 2003. Our Dazed and Confused is 2003. Wow. That's uh, terrible. All the kids would be uh, cruising around town, knocking mailboxes off with baseball bats listening to Deftones. It's <laughs> a totally different movie. <laughs> All right. I'll, get, I'll quickly get into what I, my order here. Um, yes. So I'll start off with the great thespian Scott Bayo, his Scott Bayo the hot dog. Um, we all respect and like him. Um, Scott Bayo just hasn't even been in anything for a long time. I mean, it, it like it, it's so crazy just that like you like the 80s were there was so little entertainment that you you know, you're on like kind of a crappy sitcom and then you're just remembered forever into the 2000s. Right. Yeah. But anyway, but anyways, uh the Scott Bayoli, the smoke wrap bacon dog with cheddar cheese sauce and the uh the garlic aioli on top of it. I and also caramelized onions. Here's the thing: just a little too many soft things in there. A lot of sauce mm. and a lot of softness. And I got to give Doghouse credit because, or I don't want to take away from it because delivery is tough. I think there's two things with delivery: fried food is hard, and then also like a hot dog in a bun is not going to travel great. Um, right. But that being said, I still liked it. It was just like too much like. And this, and I think this dog is about just the sauces and like getting a saucy, meaty dog in your mouth. But I, but I, it was it was my, it was my least favorite of the bunch. Um, the Mensch Burger I really liked. I liked it a lot. The, the wow. burger quality, the burger quality is really good. The Hawaiian rolls made it a fun, different experience. They didn't put slaw on this or on my Reservoir Hog. They gave me a side mm. of slaw. And it was just one side mm. of slaw, and it didn't cover everything. And I didn't even realize that it was for each of them. And I put like a little bit on each one, and I'll and I'll get to that in an, another in another second here. But the Mensch Burger was good. I wish that it had some yellow mustard on there because with pastrami, that's what I kind of want. There, and I got a taste of the pastrami. All of it was good. The the ingredients were all quality. Yes. It was a really, really, really well done burger. I liked it a lot. Mensch Burger, thumbs up. The Reservoir Hog was my favorite. I loved the Reservoir wow. Hog. Um, why? I'm surprised that you didn't like this because I just thought it was a really, really well done chili dog. I and did I was like this. Okay, I, but I'm surprised it wasn't your favorite. I guess. It, it, and, and, mm. and I was really enjoying it, and then I added the slaw to it, and the slaw made it so much better. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it with the slaw. Yours just came on it, just the way it was delivered. Or did you mine, pick so up I, or what? I picked mine up, and I will say that I'll, I'll touch on this real quick. That this was Natalie's observation that they they instead of having like a a fold out container, they have a sleeve 
um, like a, like a cont- like it's almost yes. like a shoebox sleeve, and that keeps it from that keeps everything from getting smashed down together. It's it's a really well packed hot dog. I was I was impressed by that. Their packing the package system is great. I mean yeah, and I I, I loved that. I loved the Reservoir Hog. It was my favorite. I like I thought it was like a, a five fork. Dog. Wow, it was it was really 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 good. Um, and but also get that slaw on there, and I th- I think that they took it off because transporting it with the slaw on maybe would have made it a little bit mm-hmm. soggy and turned it into a mess. Yeah. So I appreciate that they did it, but I wish that they gave me a little bit more, and I knew that I was supposed to do it. Anyways, the fries were good. I think that they're just like good quality, decent fries, and I got some cheese dipping sauce for it too, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. Uh, just quality fries, not not great great fries, but good. Yes, and. The corn dog slider was great, Nick. I'm with you. They do a really good, great. They do a really great corn dog. It was, it great was, it was tiny. You and I got the appropriate size corn dogs for each other because mine was a little fucking nub and yours was a big fucking gigantic corn dog. All right. Um, but I enjoyed it. A, a slider. It's weird that it's a. I mean, a corn dog slider is strange to me. It's strange. It's a strange way to name it. It should just. You know what I mean? Like what? What is it? Just a mini corn dog or something? I don't know. I've heard them called pups before. Pups. Yeah, I think the nomenclature is okay. It, it, it didn't bother me. It almost thinks that you're, it's supposed to be on like bread, or I mean, it's just confusing to me. I, whatever. Mm. It was good. It was really, really good. I had no mustard to dip it in, which was a bummer. And then uh, Coca Cola is Coca Cola is the greatest drink on earth. That's it. It was wow. great. Wow. Well, in I, Texas, that would be a Dr Pepper, sir. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dr Pepper. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Dr. Pepper and Coca-Cola are like the two, cl- are two, two of the classics. Nick, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, you can't refute that. They're, are, they're, they're, are, they're those, are those the one, two, as like, like singular uh-huh. sodas? Yeah, I well, think, actually, yes. in, Texas, in Texas, when you order and you say, can I have a Coke? And they'll say, what kind? And then people will be like, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> wow. Because you call wow. everything Coke. Right. And here it's, I say soda because when I was in elementary school, like when I was younger, I was coming up in California. So everything's soda. Yeah. For me, it's I'm, soda or cola. I, you know, it, obviously the, uh, we know pop in the Midwest, but yeah, the Coke region in the South is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, also, Mitch, there we will a hundred percent be Texas people writing me like, I prefer Coke. And it, it's just that like the Dr. Pepper plant is out there. Ah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not uh, going to lie. Oh, as you were talking, I was writing down other toppings I think that they could have. <laughs> 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 and I was like, rice and beans, um, tortilla wow. chips. I clearly wow. just want this to be a different establishment. <laughs> Look, if, you're be, if you're going to be the dog house, just go all out. Like, put whatever you want on this hot dog. Like, if you want marshmallows, do it. Like, it should be... <laughs> The yogurt land approach. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I also think maybe gluten free buns and or corn. <laughs> I wrote down corn buns, but like arepas, which I sent y'all, like some of the photos of the ones that I got, like that have uh, are made from corn. And so I feel that you know hummus is something you could spread on there. I don't right. know. The sky's the limit. I do, I do give them credit because it is a place where you can customize, and they do have a lot of options. But you're right; it would be cool if they did, if they did everything. If you could, if you could get hummus, or you could get salsa, or you could get do whatever. You know what I mean? Like that would be great. 
yeah, they could definitely expand their their range of options a little bit. Um, and, and I think we should we should get to our final thoughts on Doghouse. So, Danny, here's how this will work. We'll each go around, uh, take a moment to sort of summarize our thoughts. If you have any additional toppings you'd like to toss in there, feel free to do so. Um, <laughs> but based on a based on based on all of your experiences at the chain, uh, including this one. And then, uh, so give your closing argument, if you will, and then end by giving it a fork rating from zero to five forks. You are our Ooh. guest. We'll begin okay. with you. Well, again, I, I deeply do appreciate someone that can perfectly cook bacon, because not everyone can. So that was very, the juiciness, the flavor stayed inside of this beef dog. The bacon, if you will, actually kept the juices in. So that was... Uh, Monumental for me. Uh, I do wish that they had cilantro and honey, just because I'm weird and I like adding weird things to a hot dog place that set, that promises the the world. Um, however, arugula was not bad, and I appreciate them for opening my eyes to that that you can have arugula and a hot dog and also avocado because we're in California. So I'm going to give it a four. Wow. And I. Uh, it's, you know, I could eat there, and that's what I appreciate as someone that has dumbass food allergies that I wish I didn't have. Uh, so there were still a lot of things that I could choose from. Again, if you would like to add rice and beans and tortilla chips, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> wow. But I'm giving it a four. Wow. Four forks from Danny Fernandez. That's a, that's a good score. The Spoon Man, go ahead. A thing that I didn't really talk about, first of all, I'm just going to say this. I love Doghouse. I think it's, I, look, I'm a cat man. But when it comes to my houses, I'm a doghouse man. I love wow. doghouse. Um, and a thing that I didn't really touch on is just the quality of it is really, really great. The, the meat you're getting is good quality. Uh, the, those Hawaiian rolls go the distance for me. They're really, really good. There's no other place like it, really. I mean, like, Wiener Schnitzel, I guess, is the fast food version of this. This is more of a sit-down place. Mm-hmm. And I think that the score is score is hurt a little bit from us not being able to sit down in a restaurant right now, because possibly my score would be even high, higher if I was going down and sitting there in in restaurant and having these things hot and fresh as soon as they came out of the kitchen. Um, I loved it, Nick. I'm going to be honest. Wow. I really, I really loved it. I, 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 I think it's great. I know that we were sent uh, sausages from uh, what's his name again? Adam Gertler. Adam Gertler. And this is that does not affect my score at all. I'm being honest. Here. I'm, I'm, be, I'm being honest here. I would I would be tough on this place. The food really really delivered when I got it, and that is taking into account having it at home and not in the restaurant. And if if you could have it in the restaurant, you can have yourself a beer. They got a bunch of beers on tap, I think, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a fun barish setting, right? Like it's kind of like yes. And so mm-hmm. I got to go four and a half forks. It maybe could get four boosted and a half to five. Forks. Wow, I, I I liked it a lot. Very you good. Could be score. bribed to five. You could be. Bribed. <laughs> I could be bribed. I could be bribed to five. I I think that it would be a good place to revisit once things open back up. Yes, because it does feel I, like a dining experience would would change things. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, we uh, just a reminder: Mitch cannot be bribed to five. The Doughboys can't be bought. Uh, I will say. <laughs> That what you know. Speaking of eating in there, the one that I went to was open for dine-in service, and there were some like a handful of fucking lunatics eating at the restaurant when I went to pick up. And I'm just I can't believe what you're doing. Like like right now in L.A. in California at large, even cases are like higher than they've ever been, and and you're going out to eat 
What are you doing? Like, even if you're not worried about your yourself, you're putting the servers mm. at risk. What are you doing? So I would just say to like anyone out there, like be whatever, pay attention to what's going on in your local municipality. We obviously have a lot of restaurant enthusiasts who listen to this show, but I would be very, very cautious about dining out at any restaurant. In fact, I would actively advise against it unless you're in some area that is, honestly, unless you're in a different country, unless you're in a functional country. You know, we have some listeners in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, 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 maybe things are better over there. I mean, things are better over there. But, you know, in the U.S., be very, very cautious. The hot dogs I loved overall. Wow. I what, think a the nice, what a a nice rant for our Fourth of July episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the what? We're we're a failed state. What do you want from me? Um, the reservoir hog I thought was was very good. You know, I mentioned the the corn dog bacon wrapped just edged it out. Uh, some other items that I got the impossible slider, which was fine. Um, I feel like the impossible meat benefits from being a larger patty, as do most. You know, most patties. Uh, the the bad mother clucka, which is a chicken sandwich, which was unfortunately not included in the order. I'm not holding that against the the service staff because I know things are crazy right now. And I get some chili cheese tots. Mitch, you mentioned the fries. They really push the tots at Doghouse. I think that's their uh, their marquee yeah. potato item. And the tots were great. And honestly, they traveled well. I had a I had a lengthy wow. drive back, uh, but they were they were quite good. The the chili and the cheese worked well with them. They didn't get too soggy. They 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 still had a little bit of crispness. I also got myself a vanilla shake, a, a sweet treat. You know, vanilla is a flavor, and it's one of my favorites. And I was, and I sucked that bad boy down on the drive home, which was a huge mistake. Just a f- immediate tummy ache. Just drinking an entire vanilla yeah, what are you, shake. Yeah, what, what, what are you doing on an empty what, what stomach? Terrible idea. Just a f- why are you horrific are you judgment? I don't know. It's fucking. I'm fucking dumb. I just did. I was completely. St- I just punished my body for no reason. Now uh, but we're getting somewhere. That said. <laughs> The vanilla shake was very, very good. It was an excellent shake. I think I am going to be in the uh, the the area of the consensus here because I think the product here is so like the product here is so high. Like I think the the, the level of quality of the product is so high. Uh, both the sausages, which we mentioned uh, extensively, and then all the ingredients they throw on there. And then I also think it successfully exists in both worlds. Danny is correct; they could use some more topping options. However, you can build your own if you're like my wife. Or you can take a prefab option. They have an extensive list of prefab options if you're like me and have no imagination. Uh, so I, I think for that reason, I think due to all these factors, I am going to give the doghouse four forks and say, welcome to the Golden Plate Club. Wow. Ooh. I love it. Very, Deservedly very showing so. From doghouse. Very good showing from doghouse. And hey, hey, Adam Gertler, great work with those sausages. You're due back on Doughboys, uh, uh, and we'll, we'll set that up sometime soon. Adam, was- you could send them to me too. God, <laughs> I'm also here. It's kind of sexist, to be honest. <laughs> wow. 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 Danny, you're going to have like seven cases sent to your house in the next week. After. <laughs> you know me that I would eat them all. You know it. I might not do it where people can see online or live because then it'll just turn into a different. That's for my OnlyFans. <laughs> that's the, that's Weiger and I's end goal to be eat hot dogs on camera. One of mukbang. One of the things that you can think, be proud of America about, and think and and and, and have good memories is eating a Fourth of July hot dog off that grill. Yes, that's just, that's 
that's to me is in, in, enjoying a nice summer day with a, a hot dog. It's going to be a lot harder this year to do it, of course. But I would I would uh, say you can pro you know s- s- grill safely in your shared space in your apartment complex, your backyard if accessible, the public park. You know any sort of outdoor area is going to be safer than going to a restaurant if you are craving that dog for the Fourth of July. Uh, but our listeners have good judgment overall, and they know that fireworks going off in the background as you take down a dog. I mean that's that's mm. that is that's the American dream right there. That's Eat that's just dog. what it's all about. I was going to say also, like, we know how to bastardize food from other cultures. And it's just like <laughs> in a way that's basically us just adding more melted cheese to it. And right. It's also necessary and relevant. <laughs> hey, that was our review of Doghouse. It's time for a segment. I've got a pie. Wow. And Mitch and Danny must divine a series of clues to guess what this mystery pie is. It's another edition of Pie in This Guy. Wow. We started singing pie, pie, which one is in this guy? Baked a pastry that was tasty, but a mystery which kind? And Mitch and Danny giving it their best try. Guessing this'll be the type of this pie. This'll be the type of this pie. Oh, okay, for so you'll, ten you'll... years. <laughs> was... <laughs> wow, there's another verse. <laughs> I was I was reading along to the lyrics you had up on the karaoke version of the song. Why and why are hot dogs and pot? This is the Fourth of July episode. I know it's a week early, but it's it's very uh, you know it, I think inadvertently it's it's. Uh, very much uh, t- celebrating America's birthday here. Uh, so you'll take turns in getting increasingly more obvious hey, clues as to what this pie is. Hey, America, you're how many years old? Grow the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> Who's still celebrating their birthday? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a mystery pie. You'll, get ter- you'll each get increasingly more obvious clues. There are four clues total, and you have two lifelines. You can ask Emma, our producer, for her input. And also the eye test. I will screen share a close-up photo of the pie, and you can see if you can figure out anything from that. So, God, uh, can I just quickly Danny, say? Can I can I quickly say something? Yeah, this podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we know that. I'm so sorry you're paired with me because immediately I was like, oh, just do the eye test. That's my first thing. I don't care. Like, just wow. do. <laughs> Give me the two clues first, and then I'll see how many tries I can get. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. I will. I will see if I can do. I hate competitions, but I accept this. Wow. Are you competitive? I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll tell you something. I've only won this once, I believe. Right, Nick? Maybe twice. Wow. Is that true? I have not won it a lot. I won it the last time we did it somehow, and I never win it ever. Wow. Um, I am competitive, but I also lose often. And those two things mm. combined are not good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't win very often at things, but, um, possibly. I'm going to start you off with a clue. Weiger's going to ask if you want to go first or second. The first is the most insanely hard clue and it won't mean anything. Mm. So, and then second is usually an easy clue. Okay. So with hearing that, Danny, what do you think? Would you prefer to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Smart move. (laughs) Mitch, you're up first. I'll never get it. Here is your clue. Cookie Monster prefers cookies, but he shares an attribute 
with this sweet pie. Cookie Monster enjoys cookies. Prefers cookies, but he shares an attribute with this sweet pie. <sighs> hmm. That is seems pretty easy, actually. <laughs> I wonder if... I think I maybe got it, too, and it's never this easy. Wow. Oh, All right, no. here's, here, here's my guess. I'm not even going to use a clue. Okay. My guess is a blueberry pie. Mitch, you have won pie in this guy. No, that's not fair. I should have picked that. You know what happened? Is he heard me say that I wanted to go second, and then he used the easiest clue as the first one, and they teamed up, and y'all can't see that they actually had this rigged the entire time. There's only two things we know about Cookie Monster, and one is he eat cookies, and two is that he's blue. There's literally nothing else about that man. Weiger, hold on a second, Wags. That's the easiest first clue you've ever given. No collusion. There's no collusion here. <laughs> Frauds. I lo- uh, no. Frauds. <laughs> <laughs> I would never rig a contest to help Mitch win. I, li- I like nothing more than to see him lose. I guess that clue was, was more obvious than I thought. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what? Just going back to that thing that you said a minute ago, you are a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what, can we hear the second clue? One of Count Chocula's colleagues may clue to you to the name of this fruity delight. Blueberry. I feel like, I feel like that's actually pro- possibly the harder one. Possibly. Mm. If you didn't know the names of those old yeah, or sl- rebooted. It would narrow it down to two, berry or blueberry. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Good notes. These are good notes. <laughs> this um. is our feedback. We're critiquing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should have workshopped this one. But hey, that's how, that's how pie in the sky works out sometimes. Mitch, you have one pie in the sky. Danny, sorry you did not get a chance to guess. Wow. Just like a restaurant without your feedback, let's open up the also, feedback. Also, you know what? Bad hosting job. Why didn't I throw it? I don't care. I don't need to win. Mm. Your answer was, your, your question was just so damn easy. I'd be curious to know what percentage of our listeners actually got that one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you if you knew what pie that was from the first clue, uh, a reply to us, hashtag pie got this. Pie got this if you figured that one out. Hey, can I can I can I I got I'm gonna I'm gonna play pie in the sky as well. Can we can we do yes. a quick second <laughs> r- uh, round of pie in the sky? Okay, go all on. right. Um all right. Danny versus Weiger. Danny, you can go first. No, why am I being in this again? I should get immunity. Here's here's um, here's 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 your here's your here's your first clue. Are you ready? Yeah. This yes. ti- the ingredient for this type of pie, Charlie Brown might find in a field around Halloween time. Well, <laughs> All right. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I have one too. It's um, this type of pie is another name for New York City, the Big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Danny, I think these you know, are a little bit easier than what I gave. <laughs> this should have been the entire podcast of just making fun of you. This is. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's often what it devolves into, anyway. You finally gotten it. You're right. This is that is what this podcast is about. Nick, we yes. appreciate that. You, you know what? I appreciate you trying because I know that this this was a try. I could tell that <laughs> you, you tried. Yeah. I spent a week on this. <laughs> we needed we we needed a segment today. We talked about this last night. 
And yeah. Nick, you went and did you went and did the work and you made this segment. <laughs> and I just and I played The Last of Us Two for twelve hours. So Wow. You're and that's what I'm gonna do after this is over too, by the way. So let's wrap it up here. Let's get to this last <laughs> question. Just like a restaurant about your feedback, let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes to us from Diana from Philly. Diana writes When I started dating my boyfriend, he convinced me to try a local and lifetime favorite of his, Pizzazz Pizza. Sliced tomato, pickled pepper rings, and American cheese on a pizza. Naturally, I thought this was an abomination and had never tried it, but instead I told him with enthusiasm that I loved Pizzazz Pizza. Turns out, it's pretty damn good, and I quickly fessed up that it was my first time trying and enjoying it. My question for you is, have you ever lied about liking or having tried a food to impress a romantic interest... Wow. Thanks, and here's an article to prove that Pizzazz Pizza actually exists. Included a picture here. I'll share this picture mm. with you guys so you can see uh, just how, honestly, I feel like this looks pretty wretched, but maybe you have a different <laughs> different take. I, I, I got I, I to quickly say that like it also looks like you got a bad version of it. Like, it looks like a mm. bad Pizzazz Pizza. This is like from an article about it, so this is like, you know... <laughs> This is the Ma- prime one that their press person approved. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is in its, in, its, in its best possible form. Um, what do you get? Either of you ever had an experience where you were you've you've lied about liking or having tried a food to impress someone, possibly a romantic interest? I feel like I have. I'll do that thing of like, if you go on a date and you're like, and you're the person you're on a date with is like. Oh, I want to like try this thing, and then I have something in my mind that I want to try instead, or like I yeah. don't even love. I feel like I sometimes will let it know, and I'm like, I'm not crazy about those things, but I'm gonna do it. But most of the time, I just keep quiet, and I will right. be like, let's do it, and I'll just and I, and I, and I'll and I will just go with it. Um, but there's nothing that I've like ever tried where I'm like, oh god, and it's in my mouth, and I'm like disgusted by it. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, did um, anything come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. Between the ages of 18 to 21, I pretended to like Keystone Light until I was old enough to buy my huh. own booze. Because <laughs> wow. that's all they had at the college parties. And it is shit. It will always be shit. I don't even know. Like, we should have put our money together and gotten something else because it was just an abomination. And when I turned 21 and I could buy my own booze, it was just like, God, like life altering. Yeah, and I felt so sophisticated. I was getting like vodka and rum and whiskey um, instead of tasting like something that came out of my shoe. It was just <laughs> <laughs> and Smirnoff yeah. Ice. Also, oh, I think I secretly did enjoy it though. Yeah, I've had a lot. I've had all that Smirnoff Ice. The other one I had was Natural Ice, which is like yeah, a Keystone Light, just a really yeah. Really shitty beer. I drank so much natural ice when I was before legal drinking age, and I fuck. It's fucking awful. Why would I ever return to that? Um, I I feel like I've talked to someone like I've gone on a date with, and I know I've had this conversation before. Where to bring it back to pineapples? She was a big pineapple pizza fan. Wow. And I and I think I said to her that if we ordered pizza, I would get a separate pizza. I wouldn't get just a straight pineapple pizza. No way. No way on earth. Uh, I will say that I had a. You know, this is a bassoon story, but when I my bassoon teacher in Ooh, high school bassoon story uh, had a had a did a reed making workshop. I may have touched on this in the the Colorado live show we did, uh, our final live show maybe ever, where you, as you <laughs> as you ascend in double reeds, you eventually have to make your own reeds. You have to like learn how to whittle reeds 
uh, and it sucks. It's, it's fucking really tedious. It's one reason I quit. But she had like a re- she's a professional bassoonist. She was like in orchestras. She's in music videos. Very very accomplished. And so she had a this, workshop. Uh, this, with- this 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 sounds like so. This sounds like. The cool thing of like us making your own samurai sword, but in the dorkiest contexts of all, is that you make yeah. your own. You make your it's own. It's like reed. crafting a Molotov cocktail in Last of in Last of Us, except it's uh, to play an instrument that people don't even know exists. So I would like I was at this reed making workshop, and it was me and a couple other students and the, and our teacher, and it came time she was going to order pizza for us, and everyone immediately locked into chicken and pineapple. I was like, where did this combo come from? But everyone was just like, yeah, chicken and pineapple. Yeah, we're good. That's, that's, that's good with me. You good with that? And I was like, yeah, I want that. And I, I was just like, I guess so. Like partly being game. And it came, did not really work. Because, you yeah, know, a, no lot of times, a lot of times the chicken from pizza places is not really seasoned at all. It's a pretty bad combo. And that's the pizza I was stuck with. You know what? This, this yeah. if, if someone told me this fact that bassoonists prefer, prefer pineapple and chicken on their pizza i would not be surprised at all honestly <laughs> that's why i got out Wait, of the game how, how old were you uh it would have been 16 or 17 somewhere okay. in that range yeah because i was gonna say when i was younger it was like we were eating like lukewarm lunchables so i feel right. like we didn't have the best palate <laughs> i could see a bunch of seven-year-olds being like chicken pineapple and peanut butter and jelly like just putting random <laughs> things on it <laughs> Nick, 16 or 17, so this is like mid-70s somewhere. All right. Wow. If you have a question or comment. To to go back to Days and Confused, was high school really like that in the mid-70s? Okay. If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, I'm two years older than you. If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GOTO. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Danny Fernandez, what a treat to have you. Thank you so much for for being on the podcast. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? Yeah, absolutely. I am on Sci-Fi is the Great Debate. I'm on two episodes of it. It's a bunch of comedians just debating against different nerdy topics, and uh, it's a lot of fun and crazy. And also, we did one episode pre-corona, and then one episode like the day that it was announced that we had a shelter in place. So we had like a studio audience for one, and then no studio audience for another. So that's wow. really fascinating wow. to see if they either add a laugh track or if it's just us awkwardly telling jokes to nobody. <laughs> 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 Which we did. I mean, I had on my panel, it was like Open Mike Eagle and Yasser Lester and like Baron Vaughn's hosty. So we're all just like trying to make each other crack up and being dicks to each other. So uh, hopefully it's enjoyable, but I will be on that. And also my podcast, Nerdificent, which was on iHeart uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's with Iffy Wadi Way, yes? It is with Iffy Wadi Way, yeah. And it's also uh, just comedy people talking about nerd shit and trying to not take it too, too seriously because life is horrible and scary. And why do that? Nerdificent with uh, Doughboy's oh. guest, Iffy, and now Danny. Check that out. And hey, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. And all next time for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. Want more Doughboys? Check us out on Patreon. Join the Golden Plate Club for an extra episode every Tuesday, the Doughboys Double, which you can listen to on your favorite podcast app. Or join the Platinum Plate Club and get access to our Discord server, the Doughscord, to connect with fellow Dough fans and me. And Mitch. Subscribe for the price of a combo meal only at patreon.com slash doughboys. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash doughboys.
Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.